Hey everybody, welcome to the Average Apologetics Podcast, pilot episode, episode one. It may not hit the box offices like, uh, you know, Star Wars, A New Hope, you know, the, the actual episode one in that particular franchise. Feel free to voice your dissent. I know we had the had the, uh, the prequel trilogies, episodes one, two, and three, after the initial trilogies, uh, or trilogy, excuse me, which, which doesn't make a lot of sense uh, chronologically. Uh, you want know, to go back and, and, and retcon things and you know, take actors out and put new actors in. It, it's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened there. But anyway, this marks the beginning, the beginning of a new phase in this, this particular ministry, in Average Apologetics, the Average Apologetics podcast. I had previously posted a few, just a few, mind you, videos on YouTube, but I never got into a regular rhythm for the whole filming, editing, rendering process, and then, you know, getting a video uploaded. Uh, according to my original goal, my original schedule, to do that every week. Um, my hope is that I can eventually get into that pattern for video content, but I have hit uh, one round of snags after another. I know that uh, I started doing the videos back in the fall, and I ran into some health issues. I was, I was pretty much out of commission for a, about a month trying to, to sort out my health problems and uh, get on the road to recovery. It, it wasn't so much the physical uh, ramifications as it was the, the change that I had to go through in diet, activity, and just general mindset about things related to food and health. Um, I talked about it in a previous video about how that uh, I was diagnosed with uh, uh, hepatic steatosis, which is a, a non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So basically, you you get the full ramifications as though you were a uh, a lifelong alcoholic without you know touching so much as a drop of of alcohol. But I am hopefully healing. I, I'm at the very least, I, I've, I've lost 40 pounds in the last four months, so uh, that has been pretty pretty substantial. But uh, that was a bit of a hang-up. I had, uh, we had the holidays. We had, you know, election season came around, then we had the holidays, we had Christmas, we had New Year's, we had, uh, which going into the new, this, this year, into 2021, I had uh, things that obviously don't necessarily matter to any of you, but you know they, they matter to me. You know, like my daughter's birthday and my birthday, uh, my anniversary, things like that. Just, just, just little things, little things that are are very significant to me and and you know to a few other people, but probably not to any of you. So I had a lot of uh, a lot of distractions, a lot of snags in my routine and my schedule. So I, I wound up taking a longer hiatus from the video content than I anticipated. Uh, then we had uh, had electrical issues here at the house, for example. We have, a, have a, an entire wall in our kitchen that we lost power. Uh, no breakers thrown, we just lost power. So e either we have an issue with a receptacle if they're wired in chain, or we have an issue uh, potentially you know, with, a, with a broken wire. And you know, the, the latter would, be, would definitely be the worst, worst case scenario. So we are... Uh, we're, we have some workarounds on that, but the repair costs are out the roof. So, so we're gonna try to try to manage that ourselves for the time being. A lot of things, a lot of little things kept coming up, and I and I wasn't getting back on track with making the videos. When I finally did get started on 
filming and cutting and editing again. I had another massive, massive uh, roadblock where I destroyed, unintentionally destroyed, my PC workstation. I had gotten very slack with my uh, protocols on food and drink around the computer. So, <clears throat> needless to say, the computer is is no more. It, it, it was running at full speed when a glass of water, uh, mysteriously, I have, I have no idea how it happened, <clears throat> fell on top of it. High airflow case, so full open grates. You can imagine, envision water cascading down onto your uh, GPU and your CPU and your RAM while it's running at pretty high RPMs. It was an older computer, I will say. It was a, it was about 10 years old. I, bu I built the thing. Like I said it was around 10 years ago when I built the thing. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a new computer by a long shot. That being said, uh, it still ran fairly well. It wasn't the best. It wasn't, it wasn't designed for uh, video editing and that sort of thing, but it was what I had, and now I no longer have it. So, I've temporar temporarily lost that ability to make videos, generally speaking. So I am now uh, trying to trying to to work on a new avenue for at least getting content out there, so that you can uh, so you can you can receive the information that I believe that I can provide that you might be interested in in taking part of. I decided that if I was going to get the content out there, that I just had to do it whatever way possible, right? So, you know, what available options do I have? Obviously, I still have the website. I still have the YouTube channel, even though I can't really put uh, video, or at least make videos, new videos to put up there. Uh, I still have my website, averageapologetics.com. You can check that out. You can see the devotion materials, uh, some apologetics articles that I've written, some materials on uh, atheism and Islam, a, a little bit in both of those, not very much yet. I have a lot more uh, partials, as I like to call them. I have a lot of partial partial articles. I have a lot of, uh, a lot of essays and articles that I have started, and I, I've, I've never finished them, or at least I'm not satisfied with them. There, there's some things I have written that, that would probably suffice to call finished, but I... I've always been a bit of a perfectionist, and so even even uploading really bad quality videos was it, it was difficult for me. But uh, I made myself go through with it because I wanted to get this information out to you, or at least get started. So I thought, you know, if I can't do video, I can still do I can still do the written content, and that's awesome. But let's face it: how many of us spend you know, hours out of our day just pouring over articles, pouring over written material. Now, people that are geared toward that kind of scholarship, that are geared toward that kind of academic pursuit and that kind of study, and yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to spend time reading the written word. But a far easier media to get involved with, to get involved in, and in some, in some ways it's even easier than video, and that's audio. That's, that's you know radio, and and in this case podcasting. So I decided to start this podcast, the Average Apologetics Podcast. Put my voice out there, get get the content available to you all. Anyone who 
is willing, who is interested in listening, just just give it a listen, just give it a hear, see what you think. If you agree with me, that's awesome. If you disagree, that's awesome. You've listened, you've heard my point of view, and then you can, you know, use that to either affirm, uh, disprove, or debate your own. So let's get into this. There's a lot of topics that I want to discuss, but for the sake of this episode, I thought, you know, and for the sake of this ministry, I feel that a better introduction is really in order. I put out a couple videos kind of going over some of the some of the basics of this ministry that I'm trying to get started here. And so what I really want to do right now is I, I really want to reiterate some important points about average apologetics. I started this ministry as a website a little over a year ago. I was a bit on the fence, didn't know exactly how I needed to go about sharing my materials about how it would be the best way to reach out to people on any kind of broad-based or, or even global scale. Obviously, I had concerns about how I needed to go about presenting myself, you know, like w whether or not I needed to do video content. And if I did the videos, did I need to did I need to to do a video of of me, actually put my face out there, or just stay separate from it, you know, e even even my voice, not even have my voice involved. Uh, if I wanted to do the video content, I needed to do audio content. If I wanted to stick to articles, if I wanted to to organize the website more like a blog post. You get the idea. So I had a lot of a lot of possibilities, and I had to figure out what was the best way. And in this process, I I had to establish what I was going to call this ministry. You know, what are we going to call a ministry run by some average Joe who is not well known outside of his immediate social network? So I mulled over, I don't know, a dozen. Let's say it was a dozen different names. Because when you're, when you're looking at buying a domain, I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but when you're buying a domain uh, to set up a website, that's, that's your URL, that's, that's your, your web address, right? So you buy a domain and then you build your website. I know there's a few more steps to it. Obviously, you buy the domain, you get a hosting service, and then you go through and you build the website. But you have to start with a domain, so you have to have a name. Or at least you have to have a, a, a name for the web address. And if you get a web address that the name has nothing to do with the name of the site, then you, you, you've kind of defeated the purpose. Who's going to remember it, right? So you want... At the time of selecting your domain, you need to have a pretty good idea about what you want your website to be called, and in this case, what I wanted to have the ministry known as. So after mulling over how I felt it best to present myself and how I felt it best to present this ministry, considering that I'm coming from a perspective of, look, I'm, I am not, I am not the most eloquent speaker. I am not the most highly educated individual. I am not a theologian. I am not, by my own estimations, a Bible scholar. I'm just an average Christian. And I am bringing to you my, my examination, my, I won't say interpretation, because I, I, 
we, we can get into that on a on another at another time. But my my understanding, it's only understanding interpretation that goes a lot into the same the same definitions there. Well, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But me being nobody special, and I want to show you who. Let's face it, most of us are not special. Most of us are not household names. Most of us are not the elites in academia or in any, any field of study, in, in any kind of, of uh, person of renown. Right? When we're talking about the average Christian, we're talking about you know, the guy who bags groceries at your local Walmart talking about your teachers in school. Maybe some in the administration, maybe. Occasionally a politician, not, not, not usually. That's, that's usually never the case. But we're talking about normal people that you meet on a day-to-day -day basis. That's the kind of people who comprise the majority of the body of Christ. And because we are, for the most part, just Average people, average Christians, and look, I know, I know, people that are that are in high society, people that have you know big name recognition, they're just sinners too. There's no big difference between them and us on any eternal or eschatological or epistemological level or ontological level. There's no no difference essentially. And I know I threw out some words that I wanted to sound smarter than I really am. I, I do that. I do that. It's a defense mechanism because I am, I always have been, and as far as I can tell, I always will be just an average guy. So I wanted to embody that same sentiment that the Apostle Paul expressed when he addressed the church at Corinth. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in those first five verses the Apostle Paul writes, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Like the Apostle Paul, I don't want anyone to have their faith in me. I want people to have faith in God. That's not to say that I plan on presenting anything remotely close to the philosophical and theological prowess of a man like the Apostle Paul. If, if you look at his life story, the man was brilliant. He, he, had, he had an amazing upbringing. When he talks about being raised uh, as as to be the you know amongst the chief of Pharisees. I know my wording there is terrible, but if you understand what I'm talking about, he talked about his, his lineage from the tribe of Benjamin. He talked about um, studying at the feet of Gamaliel. This was a man who had an incredible education, who had an incredible pedigree. But when he addressed the church at Corinth, when he when he came to them, he did not bring to them his wisdom as far as his his education he didn't bring to them his 
carnal or fleshly knowledge and fleshly abilities. He brought to them one thing and one thing alone, and that was Jesus Christ and him crucified. So no, I'm not going to bring you the great prowess of a man like the Apostle Paul, or for that matter, any number of amazing Bible scholars, theologians, Christian philosophers, and apologists that you can listen to on radio, on podcast, on platforms like YouTube. Because I'm average. And that brings us back to this, this name, Average Apologetics. So, so here we have the name, Average Apologetics. And so on one hand, I, I wanted apologetics in the name. Kind of gets the point across, right? Like th This is a ministry that is defending the faith. It's defending the claims of Christianity and, and also refuting the false claims against it. That's the idea. But I also wanted the name to resonate. I wanted the name to resonate with people on a fundamental basis. Because it's one thing to, to see something that says, oh, well, th this is another elite, right? You see something and, and you, re you read a name or you see a title and you think, oh, this person, this person probably thinks a lot of themselves. I, I tell you now, I do not think very much of myself. And I'm not saying that to, to try to manufacture some false pretense of of self-effacement, of, of degrading myself in your presence or, or, or in your attention. Because that's, that's not the case at all. I simply don't consider myself better than anyone else. The lowest of the low among us in society, and that, that is believers and unbelievers alike, is at the very least my absolute equal. So I wanted a name that would resonate with people. I also wanted a name that, you know, could make you do a double take. Like, what, what, what does he mean by that? What do you mean by average apologetics? Are you saying that, that your apologetics ministry is not excelling? Hmm. See, there's, there's the catch. I wanted a name that not only embodied who I am and what I am presenting to you, but it embodied something that made you question it. Because let, let's face it, when you, when you see something that makes you ask yourself a question, you tend to remember it a little better. And so it came down to this idea of average apologetics for average Christians, which, I mean, really, that goes against the grain of, of much of the verbiage we see used in a lot of ministries. I think when I was when I was researching different names of it, because I wanted to find something obviously that that wasn't taken by someone. I didn't want to try to try to grab a name that was already in use. I remember seeing this book. I believe it was called Above Average Apologetics. And when I first saw that, I thought, "Oh, I can't pick that name." But then, you know, I, I don't know anything about this book other than the name, right? So I don't, I don't know who wrote it. I, I don't remember anything about the. I, th I think I glanced at a synopsis, but I, I don't even remember what it said, right? But after that immediate reaction, I, I stopped myself, and I, I chuckled a little bit, and, I, and I, I thought, 
thinking about the name that I'm looking at, Average Apologetics, and then you look at a book like that, it sounds like I'm, I'm using a contradiction. And, the, and that, that sense of, am I? Am I contradicting? Kind of stuck with me. And the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. It made me think, right? So that's, that's what I want for you. I want something that makes you think. I want people to think, to use their God-given minds, the natural questioning nature. When you see something that doesn't quite make sense, that you just stop and say, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, is this what it means? Or is that what it means? Of course, that can backfire. I know it. I know it. I knew it when I settled on that domain name, and I know it today, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at, and that's that's the initial angle that we're working from here. So, so when you see this ministry, Average Apologetics, it's my hope that you will ask yourself that question. What is Average Apologetics? What makes it average, and is that a good thing? And my ultimate answer to that is, is simply this. Look in the mirror and tell me what you see. Because the whole idea behind this ministry is to present apologetics material that anyone can access, that anyone can study, anyone can explore it. Make arguments against, make arguments for. Regardless of your background, regardless of any formal education, regardless of natural skills, or anything else that traditionally identifies someone as an intellectual. I want to help bring apologetics to the everyman. I want people to realize that taking a stand in defense of the faith doesn't require you to be special in a socially constructed way. That you don't have to uphold some kind of traditional cultural norm in order to be an effective and really an exceptional force in the ministry, whether that's evangelizing, whether that's pastoring a church, whether that is defending the faith through apologetics work. Now, I do want to be perfectly clear. I want to be perfectly clear on this. You should seize any opportunity that you have to advance your knowledge. I am not an anti-knowledge type person. right? I, I adore the pursuit of knowledge. I believe that everyone should strive to better themselves as much as possible in every way possible. And if you have the chance to take Bible courses, to go to a seminary, to become one of these traditionally trained Bible scholars and theologians, then just take a page out of every Nike ad you've ever seen and just do it. Is that copyright infringement? Maybe. But know that it's not necessary. Know that it is not necessary in order to be effective. It's not even necessary in order to excel. Again, whether you're a YouTube apologist, an evangelist, a Bible teacher, a spiritual leader in your family, church, community, you name it. Now, if you're asking yourself why an untrained, uneducated, as far as seminary or theological studies in academia, person like myself would try to present apologetics material to the equally untrained 
and formally uneducated masses, then the fact of the matter is that it, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your training. Not a single person, not a single one of the elites within the body of Christ. And, and I use that term a, a bit flippantly because we're all equal. We are all equal in the sight of God, but there are those who do have that name recognition, right? We're all sinners. First and foremost, we're all sinners. If you haven't learned anything from the Ravi Zacharias scandal, then you should learn that. We are all sinners, no matter what other people may think of us. No matter how high up we get put on a pedestal, we are still sinners. But equally important, no matter who you are, no matter how prominent you are, no matter how intelligent you are, you won't reach everyone. There will always be a group of people, like a growing group of people, that you can't reach. They're outside your your ethnic demographic, and they don't want to... And I, only, I bring that up because, look, we live in a, a day and age where people are divided more than ever based on, on ethnic characteristics. And why? Well, the answer to that should be obvious. People are looking at the flesh rather than looking at God. But it doesn't matter who you are because you're not going to reach everyone. So why would some nobody feel the need to try to to defend the gospel and try to to bring materials to others who would like to defend the gospel? Why would someone like me do this? Well, it's because there are, in all likelihood, people that I can reach, even if it's just one person, that some of these other amazing, amazing brothers and sisters in Christ just can't quite reach. You see, there's always a need for more voices. It doesn't matter how many of us are out there proclaiming the word. It doesn't matter how many of us are out there trying to help each other out. Well, I shouldn't say that, because it, it does matter. It does matter how many. Because the point isn't the point isn't that there is a, a, a maximum number that we're allowed to have. The point is that that there is no minimum. There is always a need for more. There is always a need for more defenders of the faith. One of the beautiful parts of sincere ministerial work is that we are not competitors. Sure, most people are naturally competitive to some degree, but the, the true servants of our Lord Jesus Christ were more concerned with spreading the gospel, discipling the young in the faith, presenting logical arguments in defense of Christian concepts and biblical teaching than we are of any kind of competitive nature. This isn't a competitive act. We're all in this together. And so I feel the urge to help, to add my voice to the many who have come before, the many successful brothers and sisters in Christ who are to this day doing great work in kingdom building, evangelizing, and taking a public stand. But again, they can't reach everyone. I can't reach everyone. If there is anyone that I can reach that they cannot, then then not only do I want to, I feel it is my duty to reach those individuals. That's why I say if it's 5, 10, 20, or if it's just one soul that I can reach that no one else that no one else is able to, then praise God for it. Makes it all worth it.
So back to this idea of average apologetics. Part of this ministry, being average, again, is that I am what I call an average Christian. I'm far from the most intelligent. I already said that, right? I'm, I'm far from the most intelligent. I'm far from, from the, the most well-read, the most articulate, or most charismatic, or even the most relatable. I'm, I'm sure plenty of people will, will listen, that hear my voice or that see me in a video will think, sheesh, this guy, this guy, I, I can't relate to this guy. He's nothing like me. And that's true. Because we, we all have unique characteristics. A lot of times those characteristics rub somebody the wrong way. So, look, there, there are plenty of evangelists and apologists whom I personally recommend, that I recommend to you. I, rec I will recommend them right now. You know, for example, I myself would much rather listen to sermons from people like Alistair Begg or Steve Pickett than any recording of myself. If I'm, I'm, I'm looking at apologetics material, rather than looking at my own musings, I would much rather look at the, at the writings or watch the videos of men like David Wood or Frank Turek or Michael Brown or John McRae or Sam Shamoon or Vocab Malone, Mike Lacona, Matt Frad. Yeah, several guys, right? There's, there's a lot of apologists on YouTube that I, I love, love listening to, love watching their, their video content reading their writing. I mean, they, they have some amazing... These guys are brilliant. And guess what? They have diverse backgrounds. They have differing views. A lot of times, some very different views on relatively minor or even obscure manners. But they bring a profound level of wisdom. And ev everyone can benefit from that. Now, do I compare to them? Not in the slightest. And most importantly, I don't want to be compared to them. I don't view them as rivals. I don't view these men as my competition. That, that would be foolish. The, these men, and so many more, are mentors, guides, teachers, leaders, and an inspiration to a lot of us. But again, they can't reach everyone. So we all have a role to play in spreading the gospel. We all have a role to play in defending the faith. We all have a role to play in sharing, sharing the ways that we individually have been blessed by the Most High. And that, my friends, is what average apologetics is all about. And that's going to be it for today, folks. Please join me here on this podcast. I will be back. Average Apologetics Podcast, you can check it out. I will be back next time with some less self-reflective topics. Uh, check out the website, averageapologetics.com. I'm also on Parler, um, Rumble, BitChute, of course, YouTube. The video sites, video channels will not be updated in all likelihood for a few months, but I will try to keep this podcast um, up and running, get it... Uh, Maybe get it, get it regular. You know, get some, get some rhythm, get some rhythm to the podcast where I never, never really, never really got my grounding uh, in the, in my video, video scheduling. But in the meantime, like I said, you can check me out on the website averageapologetics.com. You can see the devotion materials. You can see the apologetics um, articles. I will try to be more active on Parlor. 
put out some notifications when I will be posting more materials. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast. Because again, I mean it. I will be back. I will be back. I know anyone that looked at my, my YouTube videos uh, in the beginning uh, that went, you know, try to check out the channel two months later and was like, oh, there's no new videos. Well, I, I promise I will be back. I'm not, I'm not going away. I don't intend to go away forever as far as the video content. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to try to try to hammer out some podcasts. Until next time, stay true to the cause and seek the truth in all things. God bless.